0: How's it going? Going well, man. How you doing? I'm good. I just good. also noticed that you follow Gary V. It's such a funny strength from him that like people who are engaging online super easy would like follow Gary V. It's kind of kind of cool.
1: Yeah, dude. I that good dude gives me such motivation. Like every day, <laughs> He's... I follow his stuff. He's on my phone background. He's on my computer background. Oh, early. really? just like shot of motivation from
0: that dude (laughs) he's really changing the world man he's really doing it for sure at least it's super felt in like the social media space environment which yeah definitely seeps through the entire population
1: absolutely and i like i like to call myself a gary v evangelist so like anyone who doesn't know gary
0: i'm like dude Check out this dude's stuff. It's gonna wreck your life. <laughs> <laughs> you should add in your in your Instagram bio, Jesus and Gary follower. <laughs> Jesus and Gary follower. <laughs> oh man, yeah. People would know exactly who you're talking, which Gary you're talking about.
1: Right.
0: L- listen, it's uh, it's great to connect with you. I really yeah. love the conversation. With that we kind of just jump into it. And what what are you about? Like, what are you? I like, really. I noticed that you haven't posted a podcast in, in a while, no?
1: Yeah, so I haven't posted a podcast in a while. Uh, that is because I am going through a intentional relaunch of my podcast. And so I'm working with a professional graphic designer right now to get the graphics of my podcast just upped because uh, currently it's something I made in Canva in two seconds. And so I wanted to spend some real money just re-upping that now that I've been doing it for a year and a half and have been tasting it and kind of getting a feel for it. I want to, I want to put some more, I want to invest more into it that way. And then I'm also currently investing into uh, the redirection of my show. And so with that comes time to think strategize and then record guests. My goal right now with the show is that I'm going to uh, record batch, uh, a batch of interviews throughout June, July and August uh, to where I have a bunch of interviews just ready to go. Cause my entire summer got wrecked. I lost like I had mm-hmm. paid speaking gigs and things like that, that are just gone now. Uh, no more. And so uh, I have all this extra time to really kind of devote to it. And so I'm going to, I'm going to go hard uh, starting here in a few weeks on recording and getting stuff ready to go so that in August I can launch. And the goal is to make the podcast weekly again. Cause when mm-hmm. I first started, it was a weekly show. Uh, and that just got really daunting uh, working a full-time job, trying to do a weekly podcast and keep up with my writing. It just, I couldn't do it all. And so um, it kind of changed and morphed into this more season format to where I was releasing a batch of, batch of like 10 episodes at a time, which worked out really, really well. And then I got done with the current set of episodes mm-hmm. and I was like, all right, I really want to, I think I'm finally finding a direction I want to take the show in. So I want to put the work into into it to make it go in the direction I wanted to. And so that's where I'm at right now with the show.
0: What's the, what's the direction in terms of like, what kind of people are you looking for? What, what's the show about?
1: Yeah. So uh, the new direction of the show is kind of where the past few episodes kind of went. And it's all about engaging with uh, the story of other people and sharing in it. And so one thing I love about when you meet up with a friend in a coffee shop is that it's so easy to get into real or meaningful conversations because Mm -hmm. you have this thing like coffee that breaks down the barrier uh, and makes people a little more at ease. And so I want my show to facilitate that conversation and those important conversations that I believe uh, need to be had, whether it's about life or spirituality or personal growth or whatever it might be. I want us to really dig deep and dig our heels into having meaningful conversation. And so coffee with craft is, is a show where we share in each other's stories and find meaningful conversation
0: in the midst of it. Are those uh, speaking gigs, like, are they based on your show or is that with um, the church or how does it how does it work? Yeah, so my day job
1: is I'm a youth pastor. Uh, I'm a youth pastor at a small little church in Cincinnati, Ohio. I work oh, with cool. uh, urban students. And so we facilitate an after-school program where uh, when COVID-19 isn't happening, I mm-hmm. resource probably... Me and my team, we resource probably about 100 to 150 students a week between middle school and high school, um, the majority of those students being middle school. And so uh, they come, they play in our giant gyms to have fun and be in a safe space. They, we have a game room for them or a place where they can study. And it's a it's a place where students can disconnect after just getting off school, uh, connect with safe adults, uh, which is huge for the area that we live in. is It's important for students to have safe adults because a lot of our students come from traumatic backgrounds, whether that's broken homes or, uh, so-and-so's in jail, or I don't know where my next meal is going to come from. Like those are the real issues we face. And so we like to be able to put a safe adult in the life of students. And so that's my day job. Uh, and kind of the cool part from that is that, uh, I've really been able to grow this talent of speaking over the past, uh, man, probably five, six years that I've been in student ministry. I've been doing this since I was 18, 25 Mm. now. So however long that is, I'm bad at math. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh because uh of the nature of student ministry, you speak to audiences all the time. Like I I'll speak to rooms of twenty to thirty to even hundred students sometimes, uh just because of the environments that I've been invited into. And so uh eventually I started figuring out how I could maybe mobilize that into side income and also continue to resource students. And so uh, the gigs that unfortunately have can- gotten canceled were camps and retreats where I would be speaking to students over the summer and sharing and faith stories with them and
0: digging deeper into faith. Right. Those are big events camps. Yeah. Yeah, man. So much, so much of the economies has been like, I don't know. I found that whenever COVID like began or like we started shutting down and like being in lockdown, it just made me realize how, how weak, the, the economy is you know like we can't take the risk of like shutting down for a month you know because so many things are are going to be so many people's like livelihood is going to be de- dependent on on like the next paycheck it's yeah it's, and it's it's not even just that it's that people like the way we even set up businesses you know there's no leeway at all like there's no ability to take a break for a month or two like you know Everything yeah, is think, running on the on a tight budget.
1: Yeah, and I think that speaks to the volume of how much we as a society live on credit. Um, like yeah. I think businesses, people, everybody lives on credit, man. And so like they're like the moment you lose your job, it's like, oh, I have my credit card and my car payment and my mortgage payment due. And I think there is something to be said, like you can't, you know, most average people aren't gonna be able to buy a car or a house outright. I get that. But like, uh, I think there's something to be said about the average person living on credit card debt right now uh, that needs to be examined. And then I also think there is something to be said about businesses that aren't actively saving money for the betterment of their employees, but are either A, giving their CEOs uh, higher bonuses or Mm -hmm. are uh, like, actually, I think it's so crazy how people in businesses just aren't ready for even the slightest of disruption. And I think there's something to be said about uh, a reevaluating of priorities right now.
0: Yeah, for sure. Did you, were you able to kind of pivot a little bit and what were you, if something that, that's very dependable on you being present, like physically in those, mm-hmm. in like the after school programs and stuff, were you able to do something like as a group with other team members, like online or something for kids after school? Or... Yeah,
1: so we, uh, we actually, before this happened, have set up a robust texting program for our students. And so when a student enters into our program, they're able to uh, sign up for our texting service. And so a majority of our students uh, are signed up for this texting service. And so we've been able to put out uh, content pretty regularly for them through that service, uh, whether it's devotion style stuff or just saying, hey, we're praying for you or, hey, check out this video or things like that. Um, a lot of our students are already inundated with content. And so my goal wasn't to put out a bunch of content for them mm-hmm. when this thing happened. My goal was to build relationships with them. And so personally I'm in the inbox or I'm in the phone of a student every day, probably about 20 students a day where I'm interacting with, talking to, uh, just trying to figure stuff out and figure life out with them. That's uh, yeah, just, that just way, being
0: present, right? That's, that's Yeah, just they being need.
1: present, man like that yeah. that's what people need i think not just students but even adults man people just need people to be present with them right now
0: yeah for sure because uh, i was thinking about like education i i it's still in my mind to open a school and yeah and kind of like an alternative or just doing it doing it different like i even like was falling into the idea of doing like almost like a boarding school in a way because <laughs> you know like kids um there's so much free time, I find. Like, even if I remember my schooling, like, you wake up, you go to school, like, whatever it was, like, from eight or nine to, like, three, and then there's a big period where you don't see your parents, where a lot of things can happen in that period, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, I'm thinking of, like, smaller smaller schools where there's more attention being paid to kids and, like, their interests, and it's not just, like, 30 kids per one teacher and, like, kind of thing, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's super interesting. Yeah, and uh, and a boarding school kind of allows you to really—I don't know if a boarding school is like the term for it—but just yeah, something something very different in a way, you know, like because there's so much free time that kids can have that if they're not being really educated and not by like you know like sit down and do this kind of thing, but really just being like like you're doing like being present after school. If that school, if school did that in a way, you wouldn't have to do that, you know, in, in your area kind of thing. I always think about like, how do I, I'm, I'm, I enjoy meditation, but how do I put myself even like, as, as Gary says, like how do I put myself out of business in a way? Because Mm -hmm. like meditation is great, but if everyone knows about it, I'm like, I'm happy. If everyone knew about it and I wouldn't have to do this like in post, it's not that it's hard. I enjoy doing it. But if I wouldn't have to do it, That's amazing. People know about it. People can use it as a tool, one tool out of like many tools, right? Yeah, man. So so yeah, I kinda always think about that. What about um what's your like vision down the road? What do you wanna what do you wanna do?
1: What do I wanna do? Yeah. That is such a great question. Uh I I stopped a long time ago planning five years down the road. Uh Mm. because The way I've seen life work uh, and the way I've seen uh, what I believe is God moving in my life is that plans that I make change all the time Mm -hmm. or become different all the time. And so I've stopped asking, what do I want to do in five years? And I've started asking, who do I want to be in five years? I don't want to, I don't, I care less about where 30-year-old Eric is working and what 30-year-old Eric is doing because a 30-year-old Eric is a good person then those things will line up perfectly with the kind of values that I want. And so uh, that's where that's where the space I live personally is. I want to know what do I need to do to be a better person? What kind of person do I want to be in five years? And what do I need to do to take the steps to get there? And so personally, like in five years from now, I want to be the kind of person who is uh, incredibly generous with both my time and my resources. And I want to figure out how to give more away as possible. And so I'm figuring out what's it mean to be generous What do I need to do financially to be even more generous? What do I need to do with my time to be more generous and things of that nature? Uh, I want to be somebody who still uh, is seeking personal growth and development and really asking, like, what are my blind spots? And so I ask hard questions of mentors and uh, people in my life who interact with me daily, like, hey, what is something you've noticed that, like, quite frankly, just sucks about me? Like, when you think about this thing, it makes you cringe or it gives you a nasty gut feeling. Uh, tell me it so that we can work on it together and I can become better. Uh, that's the space I live in currently and what I'm trying to figure out.
0: Cool. You know what is also, and like, according to those thoughts too, that I think that if you are really enjoying what you're doing, like take Gary, for example, because I know him, you know him. Uh, but if you really enjoy what you're doing, then the answer to that question of what do you want to do? It just becomes the answer. It just becomes more, just right. more of what I'm doing like if tiktok comes out if another thing comes out if it allows me to um spread my message or like different different areas it's just more of what i'm already doing what i really yeah. enjoy doing right now so uh, i guess the question is how do you what what's what are your thoughts like if kids come to you do or do they ever ask like you how do i find like what i'm gonna do or like are they just what, what, what are kids interested in when they come to your like after school programs like, are yeah. they worried about, like, where are you going to go to college, university? Are they, like, are they asking you that questions, those questions?
1: Yeah, so the college and university question was a big deal a couple months ago for a lot of my high school kids. I had a, I have a graduating class this year of kids who are leaving my, my program, and a lot of them are trying to make those big life decisions of what is next for me. And uh, from the Christian and spirituality realm, they often ask the question, Uh, where is God calling me or what is God's plan and how do I make sure I'm actually following that? Um, And so we, we got to really start to break that, break that down and kind of dive into that. Um, I'm the, I lean this way when it comes to scripture and kind of God's plan for your life. Uh, There are very few people I believe that God calls to a specific place. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. I, I I honestly believe that. I think there are people, missionaries, Pastors, things of that nature, who are called to a specific place and are called to stay there for a long time, and I think even individuals, as they as they step into what God is doing, will find that hey, God wants me to stay here for a while. But I often find that the that the best way to figure out calling in life and the thing that I tell students is do the do the little things that God has asked you to do and follow His main calling, which the main calling of Jesus to all people uh, who follow Him is to be. Uh, people who make disciples of disciples, and so uh, my my thing to them is always: if you're following Jesus and you're telling people about who Jesus is, the rest will fall into place for you. Um, yep. Like God doesn't care. Like I honestly, I I very I really believe this: God does not care where where you go to college necessarily. You know, like no. uh, there there's there's a good answer to where you should go to college, right? Like if you're going to school, like it should be the one that gives you less debt it should be the one where you're going to be in an environment that you thrive the most. It should be the one where uh you know you're going to love being there. Like there there are some there are some answers in there of like where you should go to college, but like I don't think God is looking at a life of an 18-year-old, a majority of 18-year-olds and saying go here. You know, what instead, I believe God is calling us into a style of living that we need to uh figure out how to get to. For uh, sure because that's the most so, important
0: thing, yeah, that our lifestyle, like how we live, who we are that's uh, the foundation of how we were even gonna do that job that we're like gonna get after after college or anything right it's going absolutely it's gonna build a foundation around all of our all those spheres of life that we're gonna live through, but if we put a Gary, Gary's twist on it too that and I strongly strongly agree, agree with him that college is not the only way because if you are you can go and become an apprentice right like after high school. Mm. Right. You can if you really enjoy something, don't be afraid, especially like in Canada, in America. I don't I know things are down right now, but there's gonna be there's just so much opportunity in business. And that's not necessarily just sales, but really just trades, or like there's so many things to do apart from just going to college and just studying like artsy stuff, you know.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, for example, I have a student who uh, is super interested in being a graphic designer. And I told him, I was like, dude, you don't have to go to school for that. Perfect. Like, just start making stuff, man. Like, if that's what you want to be and that's what you want to do, like, don't position yourself into debt unless you're going to go to the community college down the road where, like, hopefully grant money pays for a majority of it and you're only paying out of pocket a little bit every semester, like – instead go make stuff figure out who you can work for for free to try stuff and bring value to them i said you know like that would be the college
0: yeah that'll be the college that will be the education
1: right college isn't the answer for everybody for sure uh there there are things that like are the answer for some people that aren't the answer for other people college was the answer for me because i wouldn't have left my town that i was in had I not gone to college. Like had I not gone to school, I wouldn't be on this podcast with you right now. I would be working some dead end job in Piqua, Ohio, as opposed to pursuing my passions in life in Cincinnati.
0: Like
1: I firmly believe that.
0: Yeah. You know I don't know if I if I I agree because my I'm always like, man, there's so many opportunities, just pack your bags and go, kind of thing. Especially because you're young too. So but like yeah I wouldn't I don't know like your life fully so i can't
1: yeah, like, relate so, I, so there's I say, things right i say that there's always me, things right i say that for me because i knew myself at 18 years old like right. uh my my main priority at 18 years old was working like right. before i went to college and really started to figure out what i honestly believe my life calling was like i was just like i'm gonna work a bunch mm-hmm. and live my life and have fun with my friends and do whatever i want and I remember like there was this real pull intention on me to either A, go to college, which would have been like the way out because it provided a place where I could live, provide a place for new experiences, provided all the stuff that like I would have needed to like start figuring stuff out, or it was staying with my friends and just living life and doing that avenue. And at the end of the day, like I honestly believe had I stayed in Piqua, like, I don't know if I ever would have got that moment where I just packed my bags and went somewhere. I right. think I would have just been like, "Well, I'm content, and right, that's right, okay." Right.
0: I see. Um, I see that. Yeah, you saying, needed that experience. You needed to like, it, it's like a mental shift that needed to happen in college in a way, right?
1: Right, absolutely. Should I have graduated college? Should I have did it for all four years? All that is kind of question. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm never probably going to have a real good answer for that. But what I do know is I'm thankful that I went to college because it pushed me to be uncomfortable. Um, Perfect. And I wouldn't have been uncomfortable any other way.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Makes like total sense. Yeah, that's why we all like just like Gary says. Like everyone has their thing, and we can't like what works for you won't work for me and it's like mm. there's so many different different details in our lives but there's just general general ideas that kind of work for everybody like like we all desire and we all crave to be happy right we all crave to be healthy and we all crave to be successful those are the three mm. things that that push us to to make the decisions to go and act in different different ways not necessarily like always right but those are the main forces that drive us to do things in life, health, success, and happiness. That's all. That's yeah, it. man. Uh, uh, do you meditate? How does it work with faith? I've had a question that, like, because some people are so against like if, if they hear yoga or meditation when they're in church, it's like a bad word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I, uh, I've
0: experienced
1: some meditation stuff, like actual meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, Normally, uh, I think there is uh, an apprehensive in Western faith to meditation because it feels uh, otherworldly spiritual, and there's pushback to that for sure. Uh, but I often like to link that prayer in and of itself is a way of meditation. Because mm-hmm. uh, I spend, man, in my own personal faith life, like I spend tons of time, whether it's in active talking to God or in what is called silence and solitude. Uh, And silence and solitude is a spiritual practice where uh, you get away, you unplug all distractions, and you just sit uh, in what we believe is the presence of God, and you wait to hear from him, or you wait to receive from him, or you just, you know, all that fun stuff. Um, And so I spend tons of time doing that. And for me, I think that is a way of meditating, because it forces you to, really kind of shut off distractions. It forces you to enter into a new space and it forces you to be. Uh, One of my favorite passages in scripture actually comes from the book of Psalms where it says, be still and know that I am God. And uh, in that, uh, I think it's God reminding us to like calm your body, calm your spirit and just sit in my presence. And I think meditation uh, and faith can collide in that way. Uh, that it's this idea of sitting and being still and recentering yourself.
0: Listen, I really like your answer. That's exactly what meditation is. There's, I always talk about that. There's two, like, there's different techniques how to achieve a certain state mentally. But right. you, what you've talked about is what I call like, like transcendence meditation. So, like, meditation is just at the end of the end, it's just a human word. You know, it's a word right. that we, we came up with explaining a certain a certain practice or a certain state that we we are practicing you know it's a technique so if like in the east they call it meditation in the west they can call it many other different things but it's going to be that it's going to be that human experience and like you said uh retreating and like silencing and um like maybe not even moving that is already uh, a form of meditation i always say that the one way to meditate is we just sit and, um, like, whatever ideas that come up in our head, because we're not t- taking, like, anything from outside or anyone or anything, like TV, phone, or anything. We're just sitting there. We kind of get the ideas that are running in our mind anyways during the day, they get, like, elevated. So all the good ideas, they come out. So one way, I take my phone and I write that good idea. But what you're saying, like, silencing and allowing God to just, just be, al- allowing yourself to just be, That's transcendental meditation. That's when I practice when I, even if a good idea comes or something, I don't like take my phone out. I don't write anything. I just let it be. I let it go because I just want to be in, in that presence. That's it. So to me, to, to me, that's the only two meditations. One is that allows us to be, to achieve a certain mental state to be able to create. So a lot of meditation teachers talk, talk about like being calm, being present, like, uh removing anxiety and depression as much as possible through meditation so so we're able to create because creation is a big part of our life we want to create relationships create businesses create adventures all that stuff right we want to live fully that's creation but then there's another element of thinking that we're not that big in in this uh like life you know life in big letters life not just this planet but universe everything that's created has been created by god if you if you will so you know so that transcendence meditation is just allowing yourself to be in in that moment without desires without anything else you know just just allows us to be uh, just a, a small part of life that's that's what meditation is for me and i like how you described it is is exactly the practice of of like transcendental meditation just allowing yourself to be that's really cool yeah it's funny how we humans like put so many different words and labels on things but at the end of the day we're all experiencing the same experiences you know we are yeah for sure yeah that's cool
1: and i think i think it's real easy for us to judge each other and i think it's real easy for us to label something as bad or wrong without actively seeking into it uh one thing that i really appreciate about my faith journey and the way that i was brought up is that uh following god is a pursuit of mind body spirit and strength that like you should seek after god with all of those things so just as much as god is this gut or spiritual pursuit it's also this academic pursuit it's also this mindful pursuit uh and that means that hey i look for god and i seek god out uh in things and i look for him to see where he's moving And I also look to see what his truth is. And uh, for me, like I test that against scripture, you know, like, Mm -hmm. cause that's where I believe the word of God is. And so uh, as I look into stuff, I can, I can easily find God or I can easily see his fingerprint in something. Uh, And then I go, okay, maybe God's fingerprint is there, but maybe not his entire handprint is there. And so maybe there is something I can pull from that, that actually does relate to scripture that actually does speak into uh, the truth that I believe. And so, um, I think more often than not, people don't seek after stuff with their lens of truth. They instead seek to block things out with
0: their lens of truth. And I think we need to start seeking more. For sure. Seeking is, is I think, is the right kind of term to, to use. Not just making conclusions about anything or anyone, but just to seek, you know. If we're if we're, in, if we're in that state of just seeking and not thinking that we're always right or someone is always going to be wrong, even if they might be doing bad things right now, that doesn't mean that they're gonna—they're not gonna change. So, yeah, we always have, always have to stay in that seeking mode. Listen, man. Yeah, the, it was a great conversation. Like, do you have like anything else to add? But I don't want to take too much of your time. I think we covered. No, nothing else to really
1: add on my part, man. I appreciate being on the show today. I enjoyed talking to you. I enjoyed this conversation a
0: lot. Thanks. Me too. I really like. Whenever you get a chance to like talk to someone you that like never spoke before, it kind of gives you yeah. it can give you like li- really good insights into even your own understandings of life or anything. So I really really appreciate you um, jumping on this so so quickly. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, man, for sure. Thanks. It's not a problem. Did you wanna? Uh, I can like when I post the podcast, I'll share your links and stuff so people can listen to your podcast that's coming up in August. You said right?
1: Yeah, I'll be relaunching in August. People can find me at anchor.fm/storyofcraft, or if you uh, go to Instagram and find me at the Story of Craft, that works too. Um, either way, uh, you'll find me.
0: Perfect, perfect. All right, man. I'll I'll talk to you later. Maybe we should record it, episode two, of yeah, Life Conversations sure. on faith, meditation, everything. All right. Good luck with everything, man. Awesome.
1: Talk All to right, you later, see.
0: bro. Bye.